0: Said yesterday that um, at some point while well, you're in custody, like he was going to beat your butt. That wasn't the word that he used, but did you have any response for that?
1: In golf? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think he met on the football field.
1: <laughs> well, I'm sure there will come a day, you know. Let's go right here in the middle of the damn field and bring it down, Tigers on three. Hell yeah! Cause this is our house from now on. Yes, sir. Tigers on three. One, One, But I'm going to tell you this. We ain't done yet. I got to ask you about the message on your shirt. Uh, my favorite holiday of the year, I guess, and you know, so just um, someone gave me a
0: shirt and Merry Christmas. They spelled it wrong, so you know, it was free.
1: Coach, it's a great day for you, huh?
0: That's a yeah. It's better than average, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but, that we played LSU because you know New England, Green Bay, and the Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> Had somebody scheduled. You
1: know what we're going to do though? We got to quickly call the Hogs for the race. back. Yeah. Race.
0: <laughs> the fact you're dressed as Darth Vader, do you feel like you were somewhat of a villain in this fight? I mean, you charged out on the field pretty hard. I'm trying for, to get our right? players off the field, you know? Because I know we have a big game next week.
1: All I want to do is fucking eat! I want you to eat! I want you to eat! I want you to want this shit! Do you want it? Do you want it? Show me! Oh, Welcome in to the latest episode of that SEC Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Brandon. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane. Who goes by Big Orange Vos on Twitter? What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, man, we made it to another weekend of SEC action. Mm-hmm. And I got to be honest, little off-air transparency. Shane and I are not feeling great about any of these picks. So, <laughs> hey, hey on. It's going to be a wild ride.
0: Mike, I literally just circled my lock of the week because I know there's a lot of listeners out there saying, please, God, under no circumstances, let it be my team. But I had to pick one, brother, and I'm looking to rebound. I'm not looking to give away money. I think, honestly, Mike, this week I
1: turned my luck around. I think I get back on the win train. (laughs) Yeah, without a doubt. But, hey, we'll get to our picks just one second. Because something I am feeling good about Shane, our partnership with Prize Picks. Head on over to PrizePicks.com. Use that promo code SEC. They'll match your initial deposit bonus up to a hundred bucks. You want to help the show fully independent? This is the best way to do it. Go over to PrizePicks.com. Sign up for mm-hmm. a membership. Get in on the daily fantasy action. And last week, Shane, I got all my Prize Picks selections right so I'm feeling great about those and I got a couple couple more for you buddy how about this one (laughs) Bo Nix under 192 and a half passing yards against them Georgia Bulldogs I'm feeling good about that
0: oh man yeah lock that one down I'd be good at under 92 just kidding (laughs) but (laughs) I mean nobody's showing you that you could throw and then you're looking at Bo Nix magical week last week but Let's talk consistency. So, mm-hmm. uh, Mike's over here printing money. What else you got?
1: I got Tyler Beatty, the Missouri, their outstanding running back. Who, mm-hmm. Last week he became the first Missouri player in school history, Shane, to have 1,000 yards rushing and 1,000 yards receiving in his career. I got him over 37.5 receiving yards mm-hmm. playing North Texas. Big bounce back for Mizzou. I think Tyler Beatty goes wild.
0: Just watch him fake punts up there. But I like, I like <laughs> Beatty. <laughs> All
1: right, last wood shade. I'm feeling good about this one, too. My man, Traylon Burks, going back to the will. I picked one of my prize pick selections in the Texas A&M game. He came through. I'm picking him again. Over 78 receiving yards. I think Traylon Burks, if Arkansas is going to be competitive in this game, got to get Burks the ball. So, uh, I think that's a must. Get him the ball as much as possible. I'm throwing money on him on prizepicks.com. I like that one. All right, buddy. Again, that's prizepicks.com, promo code SEC. All right, buddy. Hey, I don't know if you're ready, but we're going to make
0: some picks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready, man. I am ready. I'm telling you, I'm feeling good. The more more I look at these, the more – I've been doing things a little different. I think I've been overthinking it coming into this week. So, this is just gut reaction, Shane. So, um, I, I think I, the more, like I said, the more I look at it, the more confident I feel about these picks. So, I'm ready when you are, brother. Gambling? Who said anything about gambling? It's not gambling when you know you're going to
1: win. Not only am I picking Toledo to cover, I'm picking Toledo to win outright. Cash will kick your ass if you heard you say that.
0: That, well, he kicked my ass regardless. <laughs> exactly. Like that. They're going to beat the brakes off Miami. You watch it. Mike, if Florida wins this damn game, I will sing the fight song Monday. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't happening, brother. Yeah, orange and blue, waving forever, forever pride. Oh, Florida, may she droop now. Here.
1: I, I forgot to hit record, so you got to do that again. Are you shitting me? No, I'm recording it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Shane. And hey, we've been holding off. I feel bad because people keep asking us about this. (laughs) So I want to mention it real quick. Something we started years and years ago. And I'm sure we picked up a lot of new members. So uh, we've been going about this kind of ass backwards, Shane, because people don't know what the hell we're talking about. But I want to explain real quick the Honda Morristown selection. (laughs) So I grew up in a... East Tennessee town called Morristown, local Honda dealership, every weekend heading into a Tennessee game, they would predict the score of the game. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as you would expect, being in East Tennessee, they never picked against the Vols, (laughs) regardless of the (laughs) opponent. But let's say Tennessee was playing Akron. You know, they throw up Tennessee, 55, Akron, zero, something ridiculous like that. But let's say Tennessee was going on the road to – number one Alabama, and maybe Tennessee wasn't even ranked at the time. <laughs> Honda, oh, good old Honda Morristown. They would never pick against the Vols, but what they do, they'd say, Tennessee's going to win it, 24, Alabama, 23. Like going to be a close one. <laughs> it was always a close one but it's a, when they did not have faith in their selection. So that's just a little breakdown, and believe it or not, Shane, I've got a Honda Morristown selection On the board this week, we'll get to that, but we got to start here with the only non-conference matchup in the SEC this weekend, North Texas at Missouri. Missouri is an 18 and a half point favorite. The over-under is at 69 and a half. This game, Shane, four o'clock Eastern, three o'clock Central on the SEC Network. Who do you like in the matchup?
0: Well, Mike, I I think this has got to be a get right game for Mizzou. Uh, they are spiraling. Mm-hmm. Ever since Boston College, I mean, even before then, it was. If it, it felt like this defense got exposed, and you saw it last week with the balls, you saw it the week before. Uh, like I said with Boston College, the 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 tapes out, and we realize that Mizzou is really struggling at defense, mainly rushing defense. I hope they tried to just mix it up, man. Hell, I don't care if you come out in a five-two, whatever it takes. To to stop the running attack, I think that's what Mizzou's going. They're going to have to get creative. One thing they're not going to have problem doing, Mike, is running scoring. Uh, I I'm I telling you, Mizzou has got a good offense. They got a little off off balance last week, but I think they bounced back. Uh, they got a good quarterback. They got great running games. So I, I expect that. But I am not confident at all. Now I'm not Morristown Honda. This thing, Uh-oh. I think I think Mizzou wins the game. But that spread is just a little too much for me. So I'm going to go Missouri 30, North Texas hangs in there 21. Oh, my goodness, Shane. I know, I know, man. <laughs> missouri has got me disappointed. I, I, they need a get-right game. and And what better than at home against a non-conference team – this, this could, they, I mean, they could blow them out of the water, and that's what they really need, man. They just need a good ass kicking out here just mm-hmm.
1: to kick them back in gear. If they don't, if they stumble through this, man, it's going to be a long-ass year, Mike. Yeah, we're going to certainly find out a lot about uh, the Missouri Tigers on Saturday. Eli Drinkowitz, mm-hmm. Connor Bazelak, how do they bounce back? You know, again, I'm not very confident in this week's selections Shane, but – we assumed the defense was going to struggle against Tennessee, and of course it did, but nowhere did I imagine the offense would struggle like it did. So this has got to be a get-right game for that side of the ball. They've got to lead the way because I don't think you can fix your defense overnight. Hell, you may not even be able to fix them You know, during the uh, entire season. This may be an off-season process of, who knows, either you know, giving Steve Wilkes one more year or, or maybe even replacing him. So... I'm kind of right there with you. I think North Texas will score, but I think um, the the thing that really killed the Tigers last week was getting down big. Connor started forcing things and you know I hate to toot my own horn here, Shane, but I've never really thought he was one of the elite quarterbacks in the SEC and I think he kind of showed that last week he's not built to come back and, and lead a team back from a couple scores down. But I don't think that's going to be a problem in this one, Shane, because I think they'll mm-hmm. jump on North Texas, and I think they score quite a bit. The pressure's on to be efficient in this game. That's why I'm going with Tyler Beatty. I think he'll come up big. I think Connor Bazelak has a nice bounce back. So I don't think it's going to be near as close as you. But, again, I don't, I'm don't. i not too confident in this. What I'm going, Missouri, <laughs> 45, North Texas, 20. So I like the, I like the Tigers to cover. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I, 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 like I said, I think Beasley needs this for his mind. I just think the whole team, the whole, the whole fan base, everybody needs a, just a good victory that you can literally turn off in the second quarter, and you know your boys are going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Right. This is a game you get married during. You know, this is not <laughs> one that you should be sweating at halftime, hoping
1: we bounce back. So, <laughs> gotcha. All right, next on the docket, Shane Vanderbilt at Florida. Gators, a 39-point favorite. The over-unders, 59-and-a-half. This one is uh, noon Eastern, 11 o'clock Central on the SEC Network. Who do you like in the matchup? Well, Mike, this is one of those that I went around and
0: around with because <laughs> I kept trying to find creative ways that Vanderbilt can get within 39 points of the Florida Gators, but they got a kicker. I can't. Uh, yeah they got a kicker but i don't know if they even sniffed the end zone area i I just the problem with it is florida gators coming off a tough loss i mean maybe you get some sort of hangover here Uh, if you look at these two teams in years past there's been some games that have been close i just don't see it happening here we're at the swamp this kind of has that georgia feel to me uh that florida just pops up there Florida's going to try some stuff because they didn't last week and it caught them, man. They mm-hmm. they should, you know. I I think I think Dan doesn't want to get caught in that situation. Don't be surprised if we see a new quarterback out there. I think they really kick this offense in gear, and unfortunately Vanderbilt's going to be on the receiving end of this thing. Uh, I've got Florida Gators. Like I said, I just couldn't. Even though thirty nine is a lot of points, I still like the over here. Florida forty nine Vanderbilt. Give me that kicker getting three, Mike.
1: Oh, man, so you
0: like the Gators to cover too, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is going to be total domination. They'll probably be at 40 points at half.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you why you're wrong, Shane. (laughs) I don't know if you've seen this, but Vanderbilt's kicker, Joseph Bovalis, two-time SEC special teams player of the week. Ken Seals just had his best game of his college career, starting quarterback, really finding his groove clark lee era i'm feeling good of the direction of the program shane dan mullen man the fans are calling him out left and right they're upset got out coached by mark stoops should have won that game in their opinion emery jones again you know he was hot red hot and then he cooled down significantly there in lexington i'm not putting it all on him but uh, he was put in some bad situations they were a little too conservative And I think, Shane, that rolls into another week. So much bad mojo down there in Gainesville, Shane. I think Joseph Bovalos, Vanderbilt kicker. They line him up, 45-yard field goal with time expires right through the uprights. (laughs) Vanderbilt wins, if you count the spread, Florida 48, Vandy 10 So I got the Commodores <laughs> covering that spread. But, yeah, I mean, who are we getting here? The Gators, yeah, they're going to steamroll. Vanderbilt cannot stop the run. What does Florida do better than anything? They run the ball. So they may yeah. have 400 rushing yards in this game. Yeah, they could beat them by 60, 70 points if they wanted to, but they probably want to – this is a game where you want to get your backups in. So, yeah. I think that's That's why I'm
0: afraid what, to – You you talk about I'm sorry, I'm interrupting again. And
1: that's why Vanderbilt will backdoor this thing, brother.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why I'm afraid to gamble on it, man. When we do the picks, I just I'm I'm afraid that they're gonna be pulling some of these guys toward the half and then they won't get the
1: over. So yeah, I'm with you right there, Mike. All right, Shane. Man, I bet you've been waiting to see make this selection. The Twitter wars have been incredible. In my mentions this week, I don't know about you, brother, but mm. South Carolina at Tennessee, them balls favored by 10.5 points. The over-under is 56.5. Mm. Games at uh, noon Eastern, 11 o'clock Central, ESPN 2. Tennessee won last year thirty-one twenty-seven, but eight of the last nine have been decided by six points or less. And then and they're wearing the black uniforms. So, who do you like in this one? <laughs> Going to a funeral, baby. You know what that
0: means. <laughs> hey, I, the only thing that worries me is the uniforms because you always hear that. Sometimes when you change things up, then all of a sudden it's a real bad loss and you never want to see those jerseys again, you know. But the last time we wore these black jerseys, do you remember who that was against? I believe it would be the South Carolina Gamecocks. And how did that game end? Steve Spurrier got his ass kicked. <laughs> yes, sir. So I love the new uniforms. Now, we've got a lot of folks up here, a lot of blue hairs running around saying, I like <laughs> tradition, you know, but <laughs> come on, man. One of my favorite pictures out there, uh, uh, Jason Swain sent out there talking about ball tradition, and it was the Tennessee Volunteers all the way back to the late 1800s and the different jerseys they wore along the way. It's like, come on, what's really tradition here? So, right. I get it. I, I you don't want to be different. You you want to be closer to Alabama and not need all these gimmicks. But buddies, Tennessee needs them right now. We need <laughs> to be fun. We need the recruits. You're going against a South Carolina team that has somehow orchestrated a few wins here. I I'm I, I'm telling you, I'm more impressed with the fact that they have a three and two record than I am on, on how they got there. Mm-hmm. The things that worry me about South Carolina is their offense. We're we're going into game six. They've got no identity. I, I don't know what we're gonna see out here. They've not shown me a complete game, and that worries me because they've had some lesser than opponents. Uh, I will tell you, that this, this is a good, sneaky, good defense. A lot of people aren't giving South Carolina defense enough credit, but these guys can make mistakes. For the opposing team they can capitalize and you look at how many defensive touchdowns they had this year That's one thing that's defense can do Mm -hmm. if you come out Aaron You have a bad game hooker throws a bad pass South Carolina will make you pay for it And that's the last thing you want is to get down to this program But I'll tell you one thing that South Carolina doesn't want to do either and that's getting a shootout because they've shown Us that they cannot do that. Tennessee wants you to do that. So I don't know, Mike. this There's a couple of strengths on South Carolina that scares me, especially that run defense. I just think, you know, last week, fool's gold, man. Mizzou, just, they're that bad with defense. But South Carolina's not. We're not going to be able to run at will. And you show when you get Tennessee one-dimensional, they are not productive. So it the ball's in their court. I just think, though, when I'm looking at this South Carolina offense, it is – Probably the war. Like, you talk about how bad Missouri's defense is. At times, that's how bad South Carolina's offense is. Mm-hmm. And that's what worries me right now. I just think that Tennessee can afford to make a few mistakes in this game. Now, the spread on this is what? 10 and a half? Yes, sir. And this is when I went back and forth. I could. I, I don't. I think it's going to be a closer game, just because. Look at the record. I mean, last year it was a close game. Last, the year before it was a close game. It's always a close game with South Carolina. So I like South Carolina with the points. Ooh. However, give me Tennessee wearing them black jerseys. Al Wilson out there doing the vol walk, baby. <laughs> They've popped in momentum for this game. This is a nooner. Nobody was going to come out there. I'm telling you, people are pumped up. My my like you said, the Twitter feed, there are gonna be butts in the seats. And I think that's exactly what Tennessee needs. And that's why they win, because right now momentum is on their side. So again, final score, Tennessee thirty-eight, South Carolina twenty-seven.
1: Ooh. Wait, so you have Tennessee covering. This is ten and a half. Spread. Oh. Well,
0: hot damn, Mike. Give me the over. (laughs) I never said math was my thing, Mike.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know, Shane, I think you kind of hit it there at the end. There's a lot of momentum right now for Josh Heupel and company. Mm. But historically, man, I don't know. This is a game, I think, that puts added pressure on the Vols. Because who yeah. in the hell's picking the Gamecocks to win this game outside of uh, diehard South Carolina fans? And last time I checked, these two have the same record. And South Carolina, I think, has played some tougher uh, opponents. Have lost Both their losses come to undefeated teams in the top 16, including arguably the top team in the nation. So, like you said, historically this series has been very, very close. Six, Eight of the last nine decided by six or less. I mean, this is uh, all the makings in the world to me to be a trap game. And this is where Tennessee, you know, all the momentum you built up in the last week, you lose it instantly. If you come Mm -hmm. out here, you play tight. We've not seen this Tennessee program really have much momentum since uh, 2019. So there's a lot of bad mojo to get over Mm -hmm. if you're the Tennessee Vols. But, you know, the key to the game, Shane, I think you, you nailed it. I mean, what would be the recipe for South Carolina to get a win here. You you have to keep the ball away from Tennessee's red-hot offense. And yeah. South Carolina cannot run the ball. They cannot run the ball against Troy. And they basically mm-hmm. – they have given up, it, it seems like to me, on just running it uh, with this offensive line. I think they have no confidence in the offensive line. Damn near every run is a sweep or some kind of screen or some kind of reverse. <laughs> I mean, they'll do – they're trying, to, they're trying everything they can think of to manufacture a running game, but it's just not working. And so, again, what is the recipe for beating Tennessee? I mean, you're going to go pass heavy with, you got questionable receivers, you got a quarterback that, you know, he is still not shown that, uh, you know, he's a, a true difference maker in the passing game. So what is the recipe? Just you're going to shut out Tennessee and, and score on defense mm-hmm. and special teams? I just, I don't think that, is, is working when you got uh, Tennessee's offense playing the way it is. So I'm right there with you, Shane. I don't think Tennessee is going to go treat South Carolina's defense, which is a hell of a defense so far, like they did uh, Missouri. But if South Carolina cannot move the ball, uh, they're going to leave their defense out to dry in this game. South right. Carolina has only scored one offensive touchdown in every single game. Outside of the opener against Eastern Illinois, I mean that's that's god awful. So you're gonna really manufacture uh, offense against a Tennessee defense that that you know they've been playing really good. All the attention's on of Tennessee's offense, but that defense has been very very impressive. Maybe the surprise of the SEC. So I'm right there with you, Shane. I, I like Tennessee to win, and I like Tennessee to cover. This is a new era. This is a new ball. This is a ball in a black uniform, brother. So, <laughs> Tennessee 31, South Carolina 17.
0: Yeah, you, you are right, Mike. That is 11 points, so that is over. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's ran out of fingers there, you know. <laughs> All right, Shane, to the night game. Alabama on the road at Texas A&M. The Crimson Tide, favored by 17 and a half. The over-unders 51. Alabama won last season. 52 to 24. And Alabama's and 2 all time against the Aggies. Who do you like in the matchup? Mm-hmm. Mike. What was the spread on this one again? Just, <laughs> just it making is sure. 17 and a half. <laughs> Holy shit.
0: Let's see. Okay, okay. We good. We good. All right, Mike. Because I had it saved at 18. So mm-hmm. that's that's just showing you the, the confidence moving in the other, other direction. This is you know, Mike, we talked about this earlier in the week. This was a game that I had circled. Like I said, there was, there was a bucket list of football games I really wanted to see this year, mm-hmm. and this was it. I thought to my core that this was going to be the year that Nick Saban gets beat by Jimbo and the Texas a didn't. That was my bold prediction. I didn't come out and say it, but that's what I was feeling. I was feeling like this is going to be the year. And Texas a just keeps – fumbling man not not actually fumbling but they just can't get this thing going they're not smooth they're the defense isn't as good as i thought it was they're just they they make too many mistakes and i know they got a backup quarterback nobody expected calzada to be in there mm-hmm. but he is not the answer and there is no help for him and when i say no help this offensive line is embarrassing at times embarrassing All them recruits, all them stars don't mean shit if you can't block. You know what I'm saying? And that's Mm -hmm. what Texas A&M is having a tough time doing. And guess what Alabama is having a great time doing? Getting pressure on the quarterback. Getting, Getting in the backfield and disrupting the running game and making negative plays. This has the recipe to be an ugly game. However... I don't think it is. I think it's a close game, Mike, for a little while. I think Jimbo mixes a few things up. I think he he, he was and I don't know. He everybody wants to beat Alabama. Everybody wants to beat Nick Saban, and I think we're going to see a little bit more of conservative play calling from Jimbo. Don't get don't get be surprised if you feel like at times that Jimbo's playing not to win, but not to lose by much. That's what the kind of vibe I feel like we're gonna have coming into this game. And I know nobody comes in, you know, play wanting to play close, but when you've already lost two games in the SECs, the last thing that Jimbo needs on his plate is a blowout. You get a blowout by being aggressive, not being able to capitalize. So I think we're gonna have a little bit of a lower scoring game. I don't know what the over-under is on this thing, but I've got Alabama winning. Just because they've not shown us any reason why they shouldn't be in the first. Maybe Georgia. I mean, you could argue them. But anybody that has come to play Alabama short of Florida, they've just took care of business. I expect this is a business trip. I think they're going down there to Texas and they're going to have victory here. We're not going to upset Nick. So Alabama 34, Texas A&M 17. I still got A&M with the points, I believe, my math is not that great. That's 17 points. So, yeah, we're good there. Mm-hmm. But, uh,
1: yeah, and I th- I think that's a little bit of a backdoor, too. Right. Yeah, I like a lot of what you had to say, Shane. I mean, this is a game where if you're Texas A&M, it's time to man up. This is your Super Bowl. Your college football playoff hopes dashed. Your SEC West hopes basically dashed unless you win this game. I mean, this is, this is the only shot you got left to – potentially reach Atlanta and even that hell it's a <laughs> damn near eight, yeah. 18 point <laughs> spread so that's basically what they think of uh, your chances of getting there so much hype the game sold out you know everything you just said this was supposed to be the game of the year yeah and I want to man I want to pick the Aggies I was ready to pick, <laughs> <Me> the, t- <laughs> pick the Aggies all week not not necessarily to win the game but to cover but man I'm just done I'm done picking against yeah. Alabama and the Crimson Tide, Shane. I mean, I, they made me look like a damn fool. I'm not going to allow it two weeks in a row. And, you know, we can sit here and debate this game for hours and hours, but it basically boils down to what you said. You know, we keep saying Zach Calzada's not cutting it, which is, you know, it's true, there's plays to be made, but he's not horrible. But the real issue with AM is they can't block anybody and they can't run the ball. And if when you got a new an inexperienced quarterback that's not getting it done, you need to lean on that running game, and they're just not able to do it. That would take all the pressure in the world off of Zach Calzada's shoulders. But against mighty Alabama, good luck, brother. I mean, <laughs> the only team worse that you could try to break that strategy into is is Georgia. So, yeah, I don't see it. I think Alabama wins the game, and but I got them. Covering the spread even, Shane. I'll go Alabama 38, Texas A&M 20, and Jimbo sitting here at 3-3. Three and three, And, man, the fans are not mm. going to be happy with that mm-hmm. one. You know what?
0: No, that's going to be a tough one, man. I mean, this this is the year. You look at when you hired Jimbo, this was the year that you were supposed to compete for the West. This was the year. And and the stars seemed aligned. We had players coming back, and the, just the vibe, and then – and then the wheel fell off, you know, and it's just they're spiraling a little bit and, and they just, they need to, they've not had a complete game. You think about some of the games they've had, even the, the victories, There, there's parts in the game that just felt like it was sluggish, they, the, mm-hmm. like you said. And a lot of that had to do with the trenches and the offensive line. And I know you can't. You know, you talked about it with South Carolina. You can only fabricate that so much before you realize you've got a problem. Everybody knows there's a problem there, and and who who better to expose it than the the all time
1: great Nick Saban? All right, Chad, we got another good one here in the evening in the SEC: LSU at Kentucky Wildcats, favored by three and a half. The overs under fifty one. And before we get to our pick, Shane, Coach O getting trolled by the fan base is never a great <laughs> sign.
0: Jay Boy, right here in Baton Rouge. Jay Boy, you're on with Coach O.
1: Hey, Coach, how's it going? All right, Jay Boy. Before getting get my call about special teams, that's an embarrassing. Big brother, real quick. My little sister is in attendance there tonight, celebrating her 20th birthday. All right, happy birthday. Wish her a happy birthday. Yeah, where you yeah. Happy funny birthday. What's her name? Baby. Baby. Little baby. That's what we call her. All right.
0: Yeah. Uh, that sounds no. like a familiar name, I know. What's up? <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday, baby. Well, yeah.
1: All right. Yeah. Now she is. Uh, she is a little blonde headed girl. So, oh, try not to have sex with her and put it on. Come on, man. Oh, come on, man. Really? Wow. Come oh, man. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about
0: <laughs> Kentucky coach Mark Stoops. He's hey, 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 hey! Let me say something
1: right now. You know, down the bayou, we got a nice little fishing pole for people like that. <laughs> let's, let's get back to football. All right, Shane. So how about it? I mean, <laughs> my goodness. I mean, when when the callers are coming in with uh, during your coaches show with these comments, you know, you know, it's rough down there in Baton Rouge. How about it?
0: Yeah, man. This is this
1: is a, this is an unusual game for starters. <laughs>
0: You, I, I look. Obviously, the Big Blue Nation has been a hot topic of mine here the last couple of weeks because <laughs> I, I I keep trying to find ways for them to lose games. I, I, I predicted South Carolina. I predicted it with <laughs> with the Florida Gators. Obviously, I sang the damn fight song last <laughs> week. I'm 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 gun shy, man. I am afraid to touch Kentucky. I, I I'll tell you right now, this ain't my lock of the week because I don't trust either team on this field. You got LSU over here that just they just can't do it. They can't they can't be the LSU of old. And I know we we probably need to shut that door and move on to a new chapter. But Coach O's been struggling to find the running game. I mean we we should have saw this in the in the beginning of the season when he was literally calling out the actual running backs on this team mm-hmm. to step up, and they've not. Nobody has stepped up to it. Seems like. There's two players for LSU. One's a quarterback and one's Boute. You know, it's <laughs> Mac Johnson and Boutte. It seems like those are the two players. Every now and then we get one or two f- popping up, but it's not consistent. They need help. They, they they are like far from being a balanced team, and that's exactly what they need to win games. But you know who is starting to become a little bit more balanced, Mike? Kentucky. Kentucky. Absolutely. <laughs> They have found that running game again. These big uglies up front have no problem moving the line of scrimmage, keeping the chains moving. Now, we've, we realize Will's got a magical arm, and he can get out there and he can zip it with the best, but he's he's not been 100% perfect all season. I mean, one could argue that's probably why he was in the transfer portal to begin with, but he is providing Kentucky with, I guess a two-dimensional offensive scheme, and that's exactly what they got. That's That's the recipe for success. Last week, the special teams bailed them out. Last week, I feel like the fans bailed them out, and I think that's the biggest advantage to this game, Mike, is the fact it's at night, the fact it's going to be held at Kroger Field, and if you thought last week was loud, by God, I'm telling you, Get ready get your popcorn ready lane because these guys are going to be they're going to let people sneak in they're they're over sold out you know what i'm saying there's gonna be they're gonna be quote unquote recruits on the sidelines nope those are boosters because they need more people on that field because everybody's amped up with the with the direction the kentucky wildcats are in so that being said I love LSU. I love what they're trying to do, but I feel bad. Coach O has got his back against the wall. He, they are dangerous, you know. It's just, You never want to pin a cat back in the corner because you don't know what it's going to do, and that's exactly what LSU is going to bring is every single thing they've got. Right. But I still don't think it's enough because Kentucky finds a way to win every damn week, and it ain't going to change this week. Give me Kentucky 24, LSU 21. Ooh, low-scoring game here. No, it's just – it's it's a control game. I, don't, I think it's a low-scoring game, but Kentucky is just going to move the chain. Move the chain. That's what they're going to do. They're going to keep mm-hmm. that defense on the field.
1: Yeah, this is – Shane, this is the game I've gone back and forth with all week. I mean, different day. I think a different team is going to win. I don't like the way LSU is playing, but at the same time, go back and watch that game against Auburn. Man, if they, they were moving the ball at will for a good portion of that game, they just couldn't punch it in when they got to the goal line. And yeah. that's to be expected when you can't run the ball and your offensive line is playing like shit. So, and now Kentucky, on the flip side, hell, they just stopped Florida on, what was it, seven or eight stops on the goal line to mm-hmm. win the game. So yeah. it could be a night, nightmare matchup for this LSU offense and the Kentucky defense. I'm not – Totally thrilled though with uh, the way Liam Cohen, the offensive coordinator, is calling these games. Will Levis, how he's playing it. You know, this is several weeks in a row now. He is not really showing up, not playing uh, well enough for Kentucky to win. Last week it was the special teams. The week before it's the running game. I mean, Kentucky Mm -hmm. has got themselves a team, a winning culture. They believe that they are going to find a way. These fans, Shane, my goodness. They've been. I didn't even know there was so many Kentucky fans. I mean, we've had a loyal bunch of uh, listeners of our show for years and years, but uh, you know, I thought there was there was a couple thousand. It seems like there's a couple million out there, Kentucky yeah. fans, this week. So, man, they are coming out the woodworks. A lot on the line in Kroger Field. Kentucky has not started six and zero since 1950, yet Cocho mm. is sixteen and one after losing. In his time at LSU, Shane, I have very, very little confidence. Like I said, in this pick, but I'm going Honda Morristown <laughs> LSU 28, Kentucky 27. I think oh, the Tigers man. pull the upset, save Coacho. If they, if they want to fight, you know, if they believe in Coacho, I think they'll win this football game, and I think they'll get it done in Lexington. Otherwise, Coacho. COIS <laughs> uh, maybe you'll be a, an assistant under Nick Saban next year I don't know how that's going to play out but again I could certainly see Kentucky winning this game but I just keep going back and forth and back and forth and I think at the end of the day I think Kentucky's got an L, uh, Kentucky does not have uh, you know the overall roster that LSU has mm-hmm. yet Coach O's and company's not getting the most out of this roster so I mean it's, this is a coin flip right here
0: well, I don't care what they got, Mike. Somebody made a deal with the devil up there in <laughs> Kentucky. <laughs> Kentucky ain't losing. So I don't know what you've been watching. or I mean, you, you got blocked field goals for touchdowns. Come on, man. They, they are destined to win this thing. So,
1: until they lose, I'm all, I'm all Big Blue Nation right now. All right, Shane. Uh, one of the greatest rivalries in all of sports, Georgia at Auburn. Deep South's oldest rivalry, mm-hmm. them Bulldogs favored by 16 on the road on the plains. What over mm-hmm. under 47? A very low. Uh, Georgia won last year, 27 to six. Who do you like in the matchup? <laughs> Everybody's
0: nervous, you know, because <laughs> because Shane ain't picked a lock of the week yet. Is it going to be this game? Is it going to be Arkansas, Ole Miss, my friend? It's going to be this game. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, I'm telling you. So, when I look at these two ball clubs, you know, I I was not impressed with the game last week. I know Bo Nix played his ass off, but it was still ugly. Auburn has not been the same. I think they just – they got – I don't know what it is. I've just not felt it. I I felt like Auburn was going somewhere when they were out there at Penn State, and I feel like they left it in Pennsylvania. And they've not right. they not quite found it. They've not had a complete game since that one. Uh, we've got quarterbacks rotating around. I mean, hell, going in last week, we didn't even know who the starting quarterback of this team was. Right. We had a defense that struggled against the run. Now, obviously, obviously they didn't this last week, but that's because LSU does not have a running game. <laughs> I mean – that is, that is a glaring observation there. But I will tell you who does have a running game, and that is the damn Georgia Bulldogs. These guys, are, them in Florida, I mean, those are probably the two best running teams. Maybe Alabama, you could, you could probably swing them in there. But definitely top three in the country. That's just, they didn't have to pass last week. I mean that's just how good they are, and it wasn't against a, a suck team. It was against Arkansas, so I don't expect anything different this week. I I remember this game. I don't know if you remember it from last year when uh, when Bo went over there and played them Georgia Bulldogs. Mm. You remember how that one went, right? Oh yeah, he had a rough, I, rough half, day. I lost a little money that day, man. And I'm looking, Bo Nix was running for his life. And guess what, brother? When you look at what Auburn is good at and you look at what they're bad at, Georgia matches it perfect. Georgia can run the ball and they can stop you for a because they got the biggest damn defensive line in the country. Mm-hmm. I just think this is going to be ugly. And I, I, know, I know Tiger fans don't want to hear this, but – it, it's the truth. Georgia is that good. We've made excuses each week on why Georgia keeps winning and why their defense keeps dominating, and it doesn't matter who's on that field. They just continue to do it. I don't think Auburn's really played anybody. I'm not convinced Penn State's even a good ball club. They had trouble stopping Georgia State. LSU game was was down to the wire. They, they're fighting for the life, but I don't want them to get – I mean, the you're eighteenth. I think you're further along than than most people expected coming into this game. But I think you're gonna have a rude awakening. I've got Lock of the Week going here. Georgia Bulldogs 35. Auburn seven.
1: Dang, Shane. No, why no. do you hate Auburn? No.
0: Lock of, <laughs> <laughs> you're probably saying, why do I hate Georgia? Hung Bulldog fans are like, what the hell?
1: <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. Grim Reaper has spoken. <laughs> Believe it or not, Shane, if Auburn scores seven, they'll nearly double how much points Georgia gives up a game. They're they're allowing 4.6 <laughs> 4. points per game this year. They've allowed wow. one touchdown all season. I mean, I can't argue with anything you're just saying. I mean, I, I continue to beat the drum. I think Georgia's the best team in the country. And if you need a team to rely on, they're the – only team and i say that because alabama looked a little sluggish against mercer but they're the Mm -hmm. only team that has suffered no letdown this season they've just destroyed everybody now will it be a little bit different story on the plains maybe i mean that's one of the best home field advantages in all of college football bo nix played like a man possessed he he looked like uh you know brett Favre, johnny manziel and uh, and Cam Newton <laughs> rolled into one last week. You know what? I mean, he yeah. carried them to a win over LSU, exercised all those demons. Let's not forget Brian Harson, Shane. He comes from Boise State, where week in and week out, they had to face competition that, well, maybe not week in and week out, but in the non conference schedule every year, teams, they were, you could say, inferior talent, yet they mm-hmm. found a way to win. So I think there's. You know, there's a lot to like about Auburn heading into this matchup. And maybe we've yet to realize what a great coach Brian Harson is. I mean, hell, we sure didn't pick him last week against uh to, to go on the road and win at LSU, yet he got it done. And I'll tell you what, brother, we're not picking him this week. But maybe <laughs> he'll prove us wrong. But we'll see. I mean, will JT Daniels play in this game? I don't think so. But if he does, that that should provide a nice boost to the Georgia Bulldogs, even if it is Stetson Bennett, though, and everything you just said. I mean, the defense is just playing out of this world. As long as they can tackle. Hell, if LSU could tackle last week, we don't see all these fantastic right. plays from Bo Nix. I mean, it was literally nine or ten missed tackles that difference in that ball game. Georgia obviously has a lot better defense than LSU, and I think that they'll be able to – punish this Auburn defense the way uh, LSU could not last week on the ground just like you said so I'm right there with you Georgia I don't have as many points as you because I think it'll be Mm -hmm. Stetson Bennett I got Georgia 27 Auburn 9 Bulldogs still cover but unfortunately I Man, they're really going to be mad at this one, Shane. I'm locking up the Bulldogs, too. So, oh, well, no. congratulations, Auburn. You're probably going to pull the upset based on those.
0: Miracle, miracles don't happen on the planes, do they? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, last game, Shane. This is the one I think is uh, going to be the best of the weekend in the SEC, Arkansas at Ole Miss, the Rebels favored by six points. It's a noon kickoff, 11 a.m. Central on ESPN, over under 66 and a half points. And how about this, Shane? Ole Miss is giving free popcorn to the fans (laughs) that show up to the game. So, who do you like in the matchup?
0: (sighs) Yeah, there's been a lot of clever tweeting out there, you know, (laughs) a lot of people taking advantage, myself included. Hell, I've already used it once in this pod, so (laughs) – Everybody's talking about the popcorn. Everybody's talking about, you know, Lane Kiffin, and I think that's I think that's the problem here, man. I think I think the problem is the focus should be on the team. And you know, when I watched that Alabama game, that first opening drive, it felt like Old Miss had an opportunity to belong in this thing. But it didn't take two more drives to realize that you know what they're a little further back than we thought. And mm-hmm. you look at the Arkansas, Georgia, both of these, both these teams coming off off a rebound. Um, so, and I think that's what makes it hard to pick uh, on this game because who bounces back? I think that's the key: who bounces back. And. Um, and, in fact, I'm, I'm going to have to flip – as we're talking, I'm looking at this score that I picked, and I'm just not uber confident. You want to talk about Morristown Honda, I'm flipping it back. <laughs> because I'm thinking, in this game, Arkansas had such a hard time, in which everybody does against Georgia, but what really hurt them the most, I felt like, was not being able to run the ball when they were unable to run the ball and this thing became a, a one-dimensional offense arkansas really struggled yeah. if Ole miss had shown me anything last week is that you can run the ball on these guys and i think that plays favor for the arkansas razorbacks now don't get me wrong that defense is not as strong as Alabama's, but it's a pretty tough defense, Mike. And they've they've got a lot of seniors on that team. It's a senior-led program, and I think that also helps when you think about bouncing back. What time is this game? Noon Eastern, 11 o'clock Central. Exactly. Again, another favor, I believe, for Arkansas. Now, if this were a night game and Lane Kiffin had the spotlight, I think – Ole Miss may want to showcase that offense, stretch the legs, and, and just blow Arkansas out of the water. I don't think that's going to happen at noon. In fact, I think Arkansas comes out there with their lunch pails, Coach Sam Pittman with his cores on the sideline, and they get to work, man. I think they turn the damn jukebox up. Forget the forget the scores. I'm predicting an upset here. Give me Arkansas bouncing back 31, Ole Miss 28.
1: Ooh. Mm -hmm. Come on, tell me I'm wrong. (laughs) Tell me I'm wrong, baby. It's almost like you went into my head and stole some of my talking points. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, I mean, (laughs) while Kiffin's out here talking up about the popcorn and all this, Sam Pittman's out here saying, by God, Georgia will not beat us twice, I guarantee it. And, Mm. you know, it's that hard-nosed, tough mentality that I think is going to serve Arkansas well this weekend, because both these teams, you know, you could say got exposed, but maybe just playing better teams and just weren't ready for that challenge. I know Sam Pittman has admitted they weren't up to that challenge just yet, not up to that elite level. I mean, Georgia, hell, I've been saying it all offseason. I think they're going to win the national championship. They've not shown anything to disprove that as of yet. But, again, you hit on the perfect point here. Ole Miss cannot stop the run. What does Arkansas do better than anything? Run the damn football. <laughs> and when you're going into an environment, a hostile environment, and they got a red hot quarterback, even though Ole Miss didn't win against Alabama and the offense didn't put up the fireworks or the popcorn, whatever the hell you want to call mm-hmm. it, Matt Corral still was, you know, it wasn't he wasn't terrible. It was just didn't have time, was getting uh you know, off they didn't get the offense going, and, and so many damn fourth down failed conversions failed the whole team here. So I don't put a ton of that on Matt Corral. I think this is probably the game that Matt Corral wants more than any other. So I think he's going to keep this one close, Shane. But man, I think I think Sam Pittman's a better coach than Lane Kiffin. I really do. And yeah. I, but that's not to say Kiffin's not a great play caller. I mean, hell, he may be the best. In the country, didn't didn't look like it last weekend, but of course <laughs> that was against mighty Alabama. But you know, Arkansas and Sam Pittman, I think they've got Ole Miss's number. I really do. And mm-hmm. hell, we got Lane Kiffin out here saying we've adopted the Arkansas defense. What a credit that is to to Barry Odom and the and the and the job his staff has been doing right. there. Their time in Arkansas, and they're just getting better. So, which team is more likely to Rebound in this matchup, I think it's got to be Arkansas because we've already seen them in some pro- high-profile games like Texas A&M, like Texas, and dominate those football games. We've really only seen Ole Miss in one matchup similar to that, and they just got their ass whooped. We've not seen mm-hmm. them uh, play an elite team and show us something outside of Louisville. I mean, who the hell's counting that as a, a, a elite <laughs> matchup? You know what I mean? So, yeah. I think it all suits up really well for the Arkansas Razorbacks. And, you know, I hesitate to use the word exposed, but I think maybe Ole Miss did get exposed, particularly that defense last week against the Crimson Tide. So I'm right there with you, buddy. I got Arkansas 27, Ole Miss 24. The Razorbacks win (laughs) on the road.
0: You know, man, I've got a I, I got a Coleman thermos there in in my kitchen, and I I don't use it often, but I, I every time I see it, I think of my grandfather. My grandfather worked in the mines, and he's just one of those old school. He had a Coleman thermos lunchbox. I remember it from when I was a kid for his whole life. He was always the first one there. He's always the last one home. He was just, that's, it was expected. He never missed work. He was sick. He still went to work. You know, it just, so when I see that thermos, man, for some reason, I can't stop thinking about Sam Pittman and the Arkansas Razorbacks (laughs) that, you know, they had a bad week last week. Yes. But, by God, they're going to have their lunch pail. They're going to have their Coleman thermos. Them boys are going to be out there 30 minutes before Lane wakes up, and they're going to be ready for this nooner. So, that's why I've got Arkansas winning is, like I said – I look at this team, I look at the leadership, and it's not this me mentality. And you look over here on the other side, you got Lane and the popcorn, and look, my quarterback should be a Heisman, and it's me, 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 and all this. And I think that's rat poison, even though he tweets about it. I think think he's eating the shit up right now, and that's going to bite him when they play a team like Arkansas because these boys are going to be ready. Mm -hmm. They are. And if Ole Miss... Ole Miss can beat Arkansas. I'm not saying they can't. A lot of folks are listening out there saying, Shane, you're crazy. Have you not seen Ole Miss offense? Yeah, they messed up against Alabama. They can. If they come into this thing prepared and they're playing Ole Miss offense like they were two weeks ago, yes, they could easily blow Arkansas out of the water. Mm -hmm. But I just don't think they're going to be ready for this one. And that's why I like Arkansas.
1: Yeah, hell. I mean, everything we just said, we both think this is a three-point ball game. So, I, you know, I think it's going to come down to the wire, but I just like, like you, I think Arkansas is the tougher team. I think mm-hmm. they've got the mentality to bounce back and yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with the, with the hogs this week. All right, buddy. Hey, so wrapped up another predictions pod. You got anything before we hop off the line? Yeah. Oh, you hear that thunder, baby? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. That's uh <laughs> oh, that's, I, that's some hogs. I picked man i was gonna say saving but i picked them to cover so uh mike i got some reviews Uh well mike i appreciate every single listener every single fan out there um i mean just the the support has been fantastic through the emails through the twitters through the other social medias the youtube page um it's just been awesome and um i I, again i thank everyone for for taking their time to to give us ratings and reviews if you've got an apple product that that really helps us out just steal one for a minute and then put it back you know (laughs) like subscribe comment you get a comment in there mike's gonna send you a koozie hell he sent probably three everybody on here has probably got three koozies now they've (laughs) they've done they've done all that hustling but uh I'd like to uh, read. We didn't get a chance to read them last week because we had the uh, the interview. So uh, I got to catch up last week. But I'm going to read those now, Mike, if that's good with you. Yeah, let's do it. All right. First one comes from Marty G. K.Y. Marty G. Five star. Awesome podcast. Y'all keep up the good work.
1: Go Big Blue. Well, Marty G., I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, Marty. And I'm sure he hates my pick this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I picked
0: you, Marty. uh Next one comes from Razor Tide. Best SEC podcast. Period. Five star. Love what SEC Mike and cousin Shane have brought to the SEC fan bases. Best pod out there with their knowledge of the game as well their insight on bets. A must listen every single week. Well, Razor
1: Tide, I appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate y'all. I wonder what's going on in that house, Shane. You think we got a Razorback I and a Crimson Tide? Oh, a little house divided. Mm-hmm. Next one comes
0: from Frankie J9. I had, I have cold hands and a warm, and I can't read the rest. Five-star <laughs> newbie here, I but now... Finally found my new favorite podcast. Mike gives great analysis and Cousin Shane's laugh is contagious. And I'm not talking about when he had COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Also, finally good to hear a show that doesn't hate the hogs. Keep it up, fellas. Go hogs. Well, Frankie J, I appreciate you.
1: And welcome aboard, newbie. Yeah, appreciate you, Frankie. And I, I hope you got a warm beer. I think that's what he's trying to say. (laughs) <laughs> oh is that oh, okay yeah one beer
0: i'll drink hey i'll drink it i don't care what color the mountains are next one <laughs> go dogs 2021 national champs killer name best sec podcast five star sec mike and shane do a fantastic job i love that they have no bias within the conference however have plenty of bias for the rest of the college football <laughs> and the trash product these conferences put on the field been listening to y'all for over a year and gotta love Cousin Shane's laugh. <laughs> Go, dogs. I appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you, dogs. Now hell with those other conferences. Next one comes from Blue Bud 1996. Great podcast for killing time. Five star. Just started listening to that SEC podcast about a year ago. And as a Wildcats fan, it's hard to find that many talk shows outside of Kentucky that really do their due diligence on the Cats. But I respect the amount of work that Mike and Shane put in staying informed on every team in the league. It's great to see my Cats finally getting some respect and stay more informed on the competition in the league at the same time. Well, Big big Blue Blood, please don't change your rating because Mike betted against you. (laughs)
1: Well, hey, I did last week, and I, hey, it, it worked out for him. So it'll probably work yeah. out for him again. Trust me. Uh yeah. oh, love it. This one comes from BJ Strongcock.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, he got me, man! Killer name. <laughs> I, uh, it's, it's with a K and everything, man. He blew. He, yeah, that one messed up. Best SEC podcast. Period. Five star. The best place to stay up to date on the only college football conference that matters. Keep up the good work, MIZ. Well, BJ Strong, I appreciate you. Appreciate you, BJ. Oh my gosh, what a name. Next (laughs) one comes from Sis, O U K P, Good SEC Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Found these guys recently and have enjoyed their podcast. Enjoy hearing the happenings and their views of the team so it. Give some good insight around the SEC. They seem like cool dudes, and I could just kick back and have a beer with and talk ball. Highly recommend. Go, Hogs. Woo-pick, Suey. Well, sis, I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. Next one comes from TC London. Best SEC podcast, five-star. Great job, guys. Been listening for a few years. Kept meaning to write a review, just getting around to it. Loves the daily episodes since Mike went full-time. Keep up the good work. Go Tigers! TC, sounds like me, Mike. <laughs> <You know? laughs> hey, I was about to say, we got yeah. us a shame here, so appreciate you, London. Yeah, absolutely. A shame listener. I like that. Well, I appreciate the review. Just took a few years, but I appreciate it. <laughs> Next one comes from Sean1278. Hey, buddies, five star. Great work, fellas. Love the show and look forward to it every week. Sean Hardman. Well, Sean Hardman, I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, Sean. I get called Sean a lot. I wonder if he ever gets called Shane. Next one comes (laughs) from Smokey. A lot of numbers. Coozie. Five star. I love this podcast. It's a great way to kill some time on my daily commute. Great way to stay up to date on the SCC football. Go balls. Well, Smoky Numbers, I appreciate you! Yeah, he's got to be happy with you both picking them balls. <laughs> Here's another one. This one's coming from Marky D. Great show. Five star. I've listened to the show before, but the respect that is given to the Razorback is appreciated, especially when you listen to the national talk about Arkansas. But I have been... Brought in and have loved the show ever since. I appreciate the SEC coverage and the podcast several times a week and great takes and Homer perspectives. Gonna keep listening. Go hogs, whoop, pick, suey. Well, Marky, I appreciate you. Yeah, those picks were for you, Marky. <laughs> Next one MWS dog, love the pod. Five star, keep up the good work and go dogs. Well, MWS, I appreciate you. Thanks, dog next one comes from legit mcdouble <laughs> hey buddy five star love this podcast listen to it on my way to work well legit mcdouble i love the name and appreciate you yeah thanks double I had one of those today this one comes from mike <laughs> one okay who can? had a couple this one comes from mike young for president elite podcast five five-star if you have a team that plays in the sec this is the best show to listen to hands down this and part of my take are playing on my way to work well mike young that's good company and i appreciate you yeah thanks mike next one comes from dogs on top great unique pod five star recently discovered this pod and i love its uniqueness In addition to breaking down SEC matchup news, et cetera, the pod dives into coach press conferences through the week. A great way to stay informed on all the teams in the conference. Definitely worth a listen. Go, dogs. Well, dogs, we locked you down this week. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) Appreciate you, dogs.
0: Next one comes from Bjork Daddy. (laughs) Great daily dose of SEC coverage. Five star, informative, and entertaining. Thanks for doing the homework and providing coaches content as well as great per- percip- perception. Am I reading that right? Perception. Oh, man, Mike, you got me on them big words. Of our league, <laughs> love your back and forth comments on picks. Well, Bjork, Daddy, I was thinking you were talking about the weather for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate Thanks. you. <laughs> Thanks, Bjork. It just started raining out here, and I just kept wanting to say per- <laughs> Uh, next one next one comes from Rate688 what's going on five star awesome podcast with a great in-depth review and analysis of every single SEC team this podcast has it all when it comes to great game previews breakdowns humors and interviews love 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 this podcast Rate we love you yeah thanks for the review Last but not least, this comes from the Tennessee Kid. New listener, five star. Discovered this informative and entertaining podcast, week one of the football season. Been a loyal listener ever since.
1: Love the coach comments. Well, the Tennessee Kid, I appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you, kid. I just want to say thanks to everybody that wrote us a review. That's why Shane likes to read them on the air to... Give you a shout-out. Uh, that really does help the podcast grow. And, of course, we send a beer koozie to each and every one of you that does that for us. I must have sent 20 of these bad boys out this week, <laughs> and we got, uh, hey, we've got, hey, we got many, many more. So get those in, and we'll read your review on the air. Send you that beer koozie free of charge. But uh, that's going to do it, Shane. I do appreciate each and every one of you. I appreciate you, Shane, for hopping on the show. Catch you on the next one.
0: All right. See you guys. Go Vols. Get them black jerseys ready, baby.